0: Breakfast on SU. Getting very interesting at the Australian Open. Not great news for the Aussies. They're all out, including Alex De who went the distance last night but wasn't good enough. Uh, let's talk some tennis thanks to Wilson Experience, the ultimate summer of tennis with Wilson, a renowned tennis coach, expert commentator. You'll hear him on the Australian Open Coverage on Channel Nine. His name's Roger Rashid. Rog, thanks for your time again. Okay, hi mate. I'm good. Uh, Alex Demon, all We've been discussing, and it's always an interesting one with him and where his ceiling may be. I'm suggesting it might be where it is, Rog. Fourth round, quarterfinals, and then it becomes a little bit difficult with the weapons that others have that he doesn't. Am I off the mark with that? Hey. No,
1: that's a, that's a good a good assumption I think when you watch you know when you watch the majors and you look at the you, you look at the winners of the majors um, you know there's there's um, the majority of them have some big weapons you need some some other sort of firepower uh, so not that Alex doesn't have weapons so I think the first thing is to um, to understand that Alex has a lot of weapons actually um, mm. they do, you know it's just is there that Big serve that gets you out of trouble when you're sort of there's a, you're in some moments and you you, you can rely on a, a shot that actually gets you some free points and gives you a little bit of breather and t- and sort of calms things down and, and pulls you out of some some sticky moments because there's a lot of ebbs and flows through the five sets as you know if you if you go the distance and you've got to be able to uh, emotionally just ride those out. Um, Alex's wheels are extraordinary, so his defensive uh, ability to Get balls, put more balls back and then and then get on the uh, get on the attack is actually really improved. He's, got, he's a lot more patient through the rally uh, as well he's, he's not so wanting to, get to finish a point off so quickly and um, you know because of his opponent the pressure of his opponent so he's playing the game at a higher level and you can obviously see that through his ranking but once you get to this stage, it can be about who's at the other end. You know what's the draw look like? Has it opened up a little bit? You know when you when you look at the draw, some of them sometimes a, a section will open up and you'll be in that section. So as long as you can put yourself in the in that environment, that second week environment, things can happen for you that actually lead you to um, you know a couple of matches that actually you know just sit in your pocket. Now you know he played Rublev last night. I mean, first of all, what a match! Uh, extraordinary match, and if you're there live, and if you happen to be sitting courtside, it's even a, a, a bigger experience in itself. You've got Rublev, who just was just—he's he's either got express or off the charts. There is two paces, um, mm. and he just keeps swinging and swinging. And you know, so you've got to take your hat off to someone who played at that higher level um, against Alex, especially from two sets to one down. So was Alex close? Hundred percent, he wasn't far off. But what a credit to uh, the Russians for being able to go two sets to one down, have a whole lot of emotional outbursts, and then settle and and find his calm, and and then come through six three six love that early break in the fourth. I know he got broken back, but uh, it sort of calmed him down a little bit. And then you know the six love at the end, he was cramping. It was quite uh, extraordinary. But unfortunately, due to that power hitting, Alex couldn't just hold in the in that back end of the fifth just to get on the scoreboard and start you know, creating some opportunities.
0: You and I have discussed the way that it's evolved. Um, So can you explain to our audience, like 20 years ago or 25 years ago, you you could win a Grand Slam just being an excellent player, a really crafty player, and we've seen examples of that, but without having the huge weapons, those that could really get around the court and move, like an Agassi or a Hewitt, or we've spoken about Ferrer, who didn't win a Grand Slam, but he was always at the... The pointy end versus now, where these guys can all move, but then they've all got the weapons as well. Like athletically, how's it evolved?
1: Yeah, athletically, it's a different it's a different animal. I mean, if you look at the you know you take look at the top hundred players in the world, and and you know when you start at the top, and you'll just see athlete after athlete. The way they can cover the court um, across the court in going forward, so full sort of full three hundred and sixty. They've got they've got big range, and then you've got so you've got your absolute elite athletes like like you'll see there with with your Alex, you'll see Novak. They're also able to turn um, heavy defence into immediate offence because of their athleticism. And from extreme range of uh, reach, they're able to actually get power on the ball. Um, And that's courtesy of the rackets and the strings. Um, And, you know, it's just just natural development. We now... There's so much focus now on off-court development of your body, whereas, you know, 25 years ago... Um, it didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't as much. So there were, the athletes were they, were. they were really in sort of different brackets. Whereas now, you know, and the games, the games quicker. They hit the ball quicker. They move faster. So some shots which were very relevant and, um, you know, got you a result now don't aren't relevant and they don't get you a result because of the athleticism side of the game. And um, so it's a look. It's a it's a different it's a different type of game to watch. But when you do watch two players like that last night, um, who don't. You know, but, you know they serve big, but they don't possess the the Nick Kyrgios serve or the Pete Sampras serve of the pass or you know or other athletes that have that have that big serve. They they just possess competitive spirit and um, their ball striking was elite though. It was it was heavy. I mean, if you think of someone like Rublev, he's he's hitting the ball you know about 10 kilometres, 10 sometimes 15 kilometres harder than um, than Alex off the back of the court. Um, and Alex was swinging for all his work as well. So it was, it was it was pretty impressive. A different type of tennis match, but just an impressive one.
0: Has the, I guess, the change in coaching throughout a match, is that added to the game? We saw Rublev's coach last night. He was sort of doing like the motorbike <laughs> signal, like the, the Charlie Cameron, like revving the motorbike. Let's put a bit more on it. Is it has it helped players, do you think? Yeah. Uh, I, th- I
1: think the coaching's been there. It's just now you're allowed to, if they come up your end, um, you're actually allowed to have verbal discussion as long as you don't interrupt the serving speed of the, of the player. Um, so you've got to play to the speed of the server. Um, so, I, so I think it'll help the players that generally use it and who like to use it. I think also, you know, there are players, you know, just because it's allowed, you know, is it your position that, you know, does your player like it? You know, Roger Federer, for example, he never went... You know to the to the box for information um, Rafa does have you know he does have a look Novak obviously has interaction um, so he's you know when things aren't going well he wants to know like he wants information you know give me something do I actually want to know what you you think and um, you know I did Taylor Fritz and Tsitsipas yesterday and uh, which is a, again a, a different type of highly entertaining tennis match different type of athletes, two tall athletes, you've got different skill sets than with what we saw to, uh, last night with Alex. And Taylor sort of has genuine discussion with his his group just every now and then, but he's also, you know, he's just using them as a place to voice, but not in an aggressive way, just talking about what's going on in the game. He's quite entertaining. He's got a high tennis IQ and sits every now and then looks at his group, but his dad is consistently standing up and verbalising in between a point for the whole 25 seconds, which I think is really damaging. But um, it's, you know, just because there's so much, there's only so much you can say between points Mm -hmm. um, to be, and to be standing up and continually giving information or saying something for the whole 25 seconds. And it happened over and over again. I just can't see the value in that um, uh, because it's just, It's actually too much. Uh, So there's there's a whole lot of ways that it gets used.
0: Mm. How did you get the balance right in the in the coach's box?
1: Uh, I think you know, mine was about. I mean, I I spoke. There's no doubt about that. Um, You know, someone had said it was. You know, some of the umpires, central umpires, would look at me at the time and you know and and put their hands up and go, Roger, come on. But uh, (laughs) but I we we allowed that because I just you know for me and for the player, I just said, look. And at that time, it wasn't allowed. I just said, "Look, if, if we do get a fine and you get a code violation for coaching, but it's a moment when I feel like it's really necessary to impact and create a little bit of a shift for you on the court, um, let's just let's just make that part of the tennis that tennis match. And so you're not affected by what the co- what the umpire says. You just get on with it. But the only time I came in strong was when I thought there just needed to be a momentum shift with the player." Um, but it would only be, you know, it's a short, it's a short interchange. It's just a, mm-hmm. it's just a couple of words that made them understand and and, uh, and make a shift.
0: And you are the father of an elite junior footballer, Indy, who's making your way very nicely, Rog. How have you been as a parent uh, watching Indy, and, and what sort of dad watcher are you?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm a good dad watcher. I mean, you know, we all ride it, don't we? We, it's just, it's just part of it. I've I've been there riding, you know. The, the athlete's journey anyway is so i so i i get the emotion i think i think what i can do is understand that you know you've just got to sit in you've got to sit in the competition when they're competing and let it unfold because it doesn't necessarily it might not happen straight away for them as you as you know but then all of a sudden you know you have a moment or you have a period of time where you where you're very present and, and you're and you're doing you, you're using all your craft so i guess i'll try to be dad more than more than The coach or the educator or and when she's wanted to tap in uh, she knows she's got some experience in, you know close hand that she can trust to to tap in but she's yeah just letting her enjoy Mm -hmm. the journey it's actually quite fun
0: she's going to be a star so eligible for the draft in 2025 is that right
1: Uh, she is where will she go Kane
0: Uh, (laughs) whoever's got got the first pick (laughs) Rog hey mate we've been loving your work as always appreciate you joining us this morning thanks mate Roger Rashid uh, is a ripper, one of the smartest tennis minds that we've got and and sporting minds. You can get your game on and join us in celebrating the Wilson Summer of Tennis. Keep an eye out for Indy Rashid, eligible for the draft in 2025. And uh, she'll be going right at the pointy end. Let me tell you, she's a freak.